0: Today on the show, I would like
1: to welcome April Palmer, who is a coach, VCU professor of entrepreneurship, someone that likes to lead with humor and authenticity and believes in leveling the playing field for all entrepreneurs, particularly women and people of color. We have so much to talk about. So let's jump right into this and welcome April.
2: Hello. I'm so glad to be here. This is so
1: exciting. So before we delve into your professional background. Let's get a little bit into your personal journey, where you grew up and what is the motivation for this incredible internal drive that you have?
2: Okay. So I am a little bit of a nomad. Um, I was born in Kentucky. I grew up in Oklahoma. I live in Richmond, Virginia right now. It's my 19th city and third country will not be the last. In fact, my dream is to not have an address. At some point, my, my kids are old enough. They're going to be empty nesters. I'm going to leave them here. And I'll literally go live in Airbnbs around the world for as long as like Philippines, three weeks, three months, a year. doesn't matter when I'm done with it. Move on to Greece or New Zealand or Vietnam or whatever. So definitely a nomad. And I don't know about the drive part. What I will tell you is that I was a big, Nerd when I was a kid. Like I didn't have friends. I didn't, I didn't have social graces. <laughs> I was very socially awkward. Um, I was the kid in class who the teachers would say something and I would raise my hand and I'd go, actually. And then I would cite like some little known ridiculous <sighs> fact that so I was just annoying as fuck, right? Like <laughs> and so the only friends I had for a long time were book characters. And I read, I was an avid, avid reader. My parents would take us to the bookstore once a week. Everybody would buy a book. And I, by the end of the week, I would have read mine, my brother's, and both of my parents. When I was in fourth grade, I had a librarian who I always had to stay after school because my parents worked. I had a librarian who literally took me to one end of the library and was like, start here. And no joke, over three years, I read every single book in the library. Wow. doesn't matter. Right? So my friends were like, Margaret from Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret, Love and Ona Quimby. And like these... You know, these characters. And so I think one thing that happened that I think really only happens when you expose yourself via travel, pardon me, or reading or whatever it is, is I developed a really, really strong sense of empathy because I spent my whole life putting myself in other people's shoes and other people's stories, right. which meant that I started to become driven by what I call fair, right? Like, I like fair. Justice, whatever you want to call it, I call it fair. If something is unfair, I want to fix it. I want to address it. It pisses me off, and so that I think is where I start. That's kind of my my go-to right. As I wake up in the morning and I look around, I'm like, "This isn't fair." You said about you know supporting entrepreneurs, especially underserved entrepreneurs, women and people of color, LGBTQIA uh, community members, whatever it is. Women entrepreneurs traditionally get less than 2% of venture capital funding in the United States every year. And that to me, of all the things, like it's crazy, right? It's stupid. If you're not investing in women, then you're missing out on people who are solving problems for 50 to 100% of the population. If like you're missing out on amazing business ideas, things that you don't know because you don't experience them, like, sorry, but if you aren't epilating your you know, vaginal area, then you have no fucking clue. But there are a lot of women who do that. So like there are products for this, there are solutions. Right. And so, but more than that, women are just as capable as their male counterparts. And it's just unfair. Yeah. That pisses me off. And so yeah. that's where I kind of come to the table every day is like, what injustices can we write today? Um so you yeah. know I have like a tiara and a cape and perfect heels. And I just show up as like my own little personal superhero. Well, you
1: know, I love that whole concept and that motivating factor of fair, you know, I I've never heard that. And so this is very, not just original, but this is very, you know, proprietary to you in relation to, Hey, you know what? This is how I wake up every morning. This is what motivates me is to make sure there's justice done, that there's fairness here. And we did talk in the background for 30 minutes and we have so much in common. So that's where I started my journey to is in a library. I love reading. I was an English major in undergrad at Berkeley. And when you mentioned, Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. I'm like, Judy Bloom, one of the best, right? One so we them. grew up with her. That whole idea of fair really resonates with me as well because. As a young reader, as somebody who continued to read throughout their life, continues to read, mostly research these days, unfortunately, (laughs) but but one of my favorite authors was Hans Christian Andersen, because he wrote about these injustices. He wrote about how do we strive for more fairness? How do we strive for a better world? And there were stories like The Little Match Girl that are written for kids, but really with an adult theme. And I would read these as a child going, my heart is just breaking. My heart is going out to this young girl who's lighting the last match, having these visuals of, you know, aviancy and the ugly duckling, all these different stories. And so I grew up with that same intention, that same idea of how can we make this a better world? I may not have used the word fair, which I love. I absolutely love. But again, the idea, the feeling more so was there. And yeah. so I love hearing that from you and that that is one of your internal drivers. So you have such a diverse background in teaching, coaching, consultation. Tell us more about your nonlinear journey.
2: Oh my goodness. Okay, so here's, I'll start with this, is that up until a few years ago, I always thought that I was broken. Like there was something wrong with me because I just couldn't stay in a career for long. And it would just, everybody I knew, like from the time I was little, right. It was the, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then it was like, you pick one thing and you're that forever. And I just couldn't see to this day, right. If you told me that I was going to stay with a company for five years, I'd be like, (laughs) you're fucking (laughs) crazy, right? Like, absolutely (laughs) not. I'm not because within five years, I will learn everything about that company. I will do every job in that company because I find them fascinating out. Cause I'm like amazingly crazy smart. Although I, I have a knack for like hacking, yeah. learning how to do things. But I really, really thought that I was broken because I was like the only person I knew who couldn't decide what they wanted to be when they grew up. And at the time up until I was like, Thirty-eight, thirty-nine, right? And I was like, "When the fuck am I going to grow up?" <laughs> like, decide what I'm to <laughs> be for, for as a grown-up. And then um, I took a client in Philadelphia, and I lived in Richmond at the time. And so on Monday mornings, I would get up and I would leave the house at four o'clock in the morning, and I would drive to Philly so I could get there for a nine o'clock in the morning team meeting. Wow. Then I would stay there. Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday around five or six o'clock, I would leave and I would drive back to Richmond. So for those of you who are not around here, it's a five to six hour drive depending on traffic. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I learned on the way is that you can listen to Ted talks and they'll just like randomly pick one for you in the background while you still have Waze on your phone. Um, And I wasn't like techie enough to have like that big panel in my car that has (laughs) the whatever. Right. So it was like Waze on the dashboard on the thing. And I, I distinctly remember this moment. I was just heading into D.C. One of my favorite things on a Monday morning as I would head into D.C., the sun would start to come up and you would see like the beautiful sky behind all of the monuments and like yeah. gorgeous, right? So you're already feeling these flutters in your heart of like, it's going to be an amazing day because look at the sunrise and all mm-hmm. of that. And this woman, her name is Emily Wapnick, comes on and she starts talking about, um, How she loves to find a thing; she gets really interested in it. She like goes all in on it. She learns everything she can about it, and then as soon as she does, she loses interest, and then she goes on to the next thing, and then she goes on to the next thing. And she said the same thing. She was like, "I thought there was something wrong with me, yeah, but actually, I was just a multi potentialite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like what a word, right? Renaissance woman never had did anything for me, but multi potentialite did it, and I literally." in every sense of the word, literal, literally pulled my car on the side of the road and highway in DC, which, you know, is like dangerous. Oh
1: my goodness. Yes. And
2: just started crying because it was the first time that I had heard someone say, that's not just, that's not just, okay. It's a superpower. Yeah, And I was like, this is amazing. And from that moment on, I decided I'm just going to embrace it. Like I have a background, I was a nine one one operator while I went to phlebotomy school. I was a phlebotomist while I went to medical assistant school. I was a medical assistant while I went to healthcare administration and nursing school. I left to go sell packaging equipment, like stretch wrap machines and street wrap (laughs) machines when I got divorced. Um, I've been a business banker. I've been an HR consultant, a finance consultant with American Express and an entrepreneur. I've started my own business. And one of the things that I finally, finally really embraced, and I think this is so important Like if somebody is out there and thinking I'm broken because I can't do this, the fact of the matter is, is that I walk into every single situation with knowledge and experiences that nobody else in that room has because they followed a linear path, which means I can figure out, I can, I can create connections between dichotomous concepts, that they never would, right? right? I can fill in gaps. I can pinpoint things. I can bring things from other industries. Guess what? Like the fishing industry has nothing to do with finance unless you're thinking about how you're investing in capital equipment and like the risks associated with that. And there's there's a clear tie. So I have no idea what the question was anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost track of it. That's okay. That that's my my journey is that when something comes up and it's an opportunity and it's interesting to me, then I just I test the water with both feet. I like jump off the cliff and build the airplane on the way down, figure I'll figure it out and I'll enjoy it the whole time. And then I'll take all of that to the next thing.
1: Oh, my question was about how you created this non-linear journey. And I think it was just something organic, (laughs) organic in you, right? It's just who you are. And I love that you said that you embrace. It was that, that moment where you heard multi potentialite, right. And you heard that, that phrase, that word. And it was like, Oh my gosh, it wasn't that somebody was giving you permission, but it was putting something to an idea that you thought, Oh, this is who I am. And not that it's a label, but you could grasp it and hold on to it and say,
2: Oh, I, I love being this. able to label it. Yeah. People would be like, you're flighty. I'm like, fuck you. I'm a multi-potentialist. <laughs>
1: what? Boom. Yeah. That's right.
2: We don't mess around. It's got a name. Do
1: you know Perry of the octopus movement? No. Oh, it's all about nonlinear thinking and multi Oh, I'm going to have to connect you. I'm yeah, still so, going to have yeah, to connect so, to you. This
2: is amazing. S- Can I just say this really quickly before we go is this is the thing. So I also have imposter syndrome about the stuff that I know, right? Like, like putting out content on LinkedIn and TikTok and all these things. I'm like, is it worthwhile? But the fact of the matter is, is like, I'm pretty sure Emily Wapnick thought the same thing, but she put that out there. And with, one word, right? One yeah. TED Talk, and I'm sure, like I, I show her her TED Talk to all of my students. Yeah. I send it to people all the time. But the fact of the matter is, is like me, she literally changed how I feel about myself and what I see when I look in the mirror every single day, and and the energy that I get up, give off when I walk into a room. So if you have people out there, listen to me, people, and you're afraid that what you have to say doesn't matter. I promise you it's like the starfish story. Like yeah. if it just impacts one person, then you have done an amazing, amazing thing that causes a ripple effect across so many communities and so many people. So do the thing, say the things, make the videos, do it.
1: Bravo. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. This is exactly what this podcast is about. It may not be a TEDx talk, but it is A woman every week that tells her story, that talks about her journey, that talks about her background, that talks about her evolution, and it changes lives. That TEDx story that you told, I've heard that a couple of times, not with that same woman, but with a different person that was presenting where a TEDx talk changed somebody's life. It was a word. It was a phrase. It was life changing for people where they thought about, I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. Because of the way I feel about myself, but with what they said, it could be that one thing that offers that glimmer of hope, that offers that light, that offers that moment
2: of purpose, exactly. I feel seen right? Like there's yeah, somebody not alone. Scene. Yes. Anybody who's ever been a, in a room full of people and still felt alone. Like there's, there are other people out there who have done that. Find the people who speak to your heart and make you feel seen. And so I love that you're doing this because I promise you that there are women out there who watch this and, and you know, sit like I do on the side of the road crying and going like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm not a total failure. Totally.
1: I didn't know what I was doing. I was a military spouse for 21 years. I was raised by a single mom. I was raised in a in a situation where father's Filipino and Hispanic and my mother's Armenian and and European. And I never really fit into any particular crowd because I was not enough of anything. And not enough. Not enough. Not enough. So this is the conditioning. Always lacking. Right? Always lacking. And so finally one day as a teenager, I was like, why? I'm not lacking. I have skills i have skills and guess what i fit in everywhere yeah because i didn't fit in and i learned how to grade those other groups and say hey howdy i'm here want to get to know me and i didn't have to fit into one group what did that teach me that taught me how to bring community together it taught me all those skills that i have can be applied in different ways as a military spouse, moving from place to place every three years, a lot of people like stability. I like change. So as an entrepreneur, I love change. I love to move. I love to get going like you every five years. Like I'm on, I'm, I'm going, we're, I'm going. It's something new, right? But here's the beauty about being an entrepreneur. You can constantly create and be, be successful in your own way. And here's another thing. You have so many skills. We all acquire skills. We have them innately, and we acquire them—learned innate skills. We can apply them in so many different ways. So, I'm going to get on to my next question.
2: Okay, sorry, I take us off on tangent. (laughs)
1: Oh no, this is okay. This is—we're tangent
2: people, right? Like this is it. As we see a direction, we're like, "Oh, that looks interesting. Let's go."
1: Absolutely, yes. So, I'm going to ask this next question. I'm going to reference a quote that you used: "Quote, negative ghostwriter, the pattern is full, and if you've watched." the original Top Gun. If you haven't, you want to. This is when Maverick does a flyby, the flight tower. And this tells us a bit about your internal Maverick and how you buzz maybe the flight tower daily. You kind of touched on how you buzz that flight tower, how you're a Maverick. Tell us a little bit more about your internal Maverick and how this also moves towards building a vibrant and inclusive entrepreneurial ecosystem.
2: Okay. So I will start with this. Okay. I have anxiety. I'm like a chihuahua in a thunderstorm with fireworks happening, being sprayed by a fire hose. Like I have so much anxiety. It's ridiculous. I'm one of those people who like, if my kids are walking out to get the mail, I'm like, I love you. Like just in case they get hit by a car and I never get to say it to them again. This I have so much anxiety. I worry I'm an overthinker. I'm an overworrier. I can think about every situation that can happen, everything that comes out of my mouth. I'm like, oh my God, did that offend someone? Is it was it a stupid thing to say? Are they I like I still think about things that I said in fourth grade science class, right? When I accidentally read Jacques Cousteau instead of Jacques Cousteau. See how quick oh. I brought that up? Because it's literally in my mind. Oh. I have a level of anxiety that is. Beyond normal, fine, I treat it. It's great. But what I learned was I also have a soul of an adventurer. And how can you be an adventurer if you're like too anxious to leave the house? Right. How do you do that, right? right? For me, for a long time, it was books. But then I, I did this thing one day, and and it was for me, it was kind of a life-changing event because I was trying to convince myself to do something that I was afraid of. And I think I said earlier, like, I tend to just like jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. Cause if I think about things too long then I can convince myself not to do it, but I was trying to, to do something and it felt stupid. And I had all these reasons why I shouldn't do it, but I knew in my heart that I should do it. And so I took a piece of paper and I wrote down everything I was afraid of all of the worst case scenarios. What could happen? Like I could lose everything that I own. My kids and I could be homeless We would have to live out of my car, which is a mess because I have no organizational and cleaning skills at all whatsoever. So like, what are we going to (laughs) do living in between the Starbucks cups? Like we wouldn't have any money. Literally, I wrote down every fear that I could have down to, I will be such a big failure that I'll never find someone to love me, right? Like everything, because that's how deep I can go. And then I took that piece of paper and I wadded it all up in a big ball. And I threw it in my trash can and I yelled, fuck it, I'm doing it. And that's, and I did it. I was like, just throw all of those worries and all of those concerns into the trash can and just say, fuck it, I'm doing it. Which is something I've been doing all of my life, right? But this was, this was a process that I could go through. And so for me, that has become a daily thing. If I'm really worried about something, or if I'm saying like, oh, I want to do that, but I'm afraid right now I'm building out my first um, I teach at VCU, but I'm building out my first digital course. And every single day when I sit down to do it, I think nobody's going to buy it. Nobody's going to find it interesting. It's not going to help anyone. Everything I have to say is common sense. Like I can talk, right? So every single day I write it down, I yell, fuck it. And I throw it in my "fuck bucket bucket, um, <laughs> which is the thing. And so for me, that Negative ghostwriter. The pattern is full. What that represents for me is what normal people do. Normal people followed the pattern. The pattern is full of people who are doing the things that they are supposed to do every single day. So guess yeah. what? I'm going out of formation. I am out of the pattern, and I'm going to do the thing. And I'm going to rattle cages. I'm going to make people spill coffee on themselves. I'm, yeah. going, to show up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show them on LinkedIn, and I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to tell stupid stories about my life and laugh at myself until I snore. I'm going to walk into a boardroom and drop the F bomb. I'm going to tell potential clients like, Hey, I don't know who ties your shoelaces for you in the morning, but that's not a smart choice. Yeah. And I'm going to do it as me. And I'm going to surround myself by people who appreciate that about me because they know I'm a straight shooter, right? right. I'm not going to fit to them to make them feel better. I'm not going to dampen myself. I'm not going to ask them to dampen themselves. We're going to find a way by being authentically us. So that's what that means for me is like, Fine. Stay in your pattern, follow the rules, do all this stuff. But guess what? I'm doing a flyby and I'm coming, I'm, I'm breaking the pattern.
1: Yeah. I love that so much. When I wrote my book, like, yeah, I get real strong language. It came out and people had asked why that title, why that title? And one person even said, you're not going to be invited to boardrooms. Like this is not a business book. And I thought to myself, why not? Why no. isn't it? And I loved it when I read that quote from you, negative Ghostwriter. the pattern is full because we need more Mavericks out there. Those Mavericks are the ones that make change. Those Mavericks are the ones that start with the idea of energy, the phone, the toilet. Those are the Mavericks. Those are the people that are making a difference and changing your world.
2: Right well these are the people who don't follow that that's the way it's always been done around here right? right right and i i promise you if we were a society of of that's the way it's always been done around here we'd still be scratching hieroglyphs into walls that's <laughs> what i like, mean right exactly we today we're here because of the people who decided to break the pattern and step out of it and look at life a little bit differently. And when you ask what that means from an entrepreneurial perspective, what I'll tell you is this, is I hear, I spend a lot of time mentoring entrepreneurs. I teach entrepreneurship at VCU Da Vinci Center. I hear entrepreneurs come in and like their claim to fame. They're like, and guess what? No one else is doing what we're doing. And I'm like, (laughs) bullshit, bullshit. Everyone is doing what you're doing. Uber, guess what? taxis were doing what you were doing right yeah. what you did was you changed the way that we did it and you right. and you brought it in. it was innovative in a way that changed the way that we thought about things airbnb guess what hotels bed and breakfast doing what they were doing airbnb had competitors right yeah. it's the status quo it's all of those things don't come in as an entrepreneur and tell me that no one else has ever thought of this idea right. i guarantee you that they have right the, the question is how are you going to break the pattern of how everyone looks at it. Yeah. And then do it a little bit differently. So like my first Uber experience, hilarious. I was in New York city and my mom called me and she was like, so I, (laughs) she's like, I was watching the news. My mom also has anxiety. I was watching the news and I saw this new business and it's called Uber. Uh, and where uh, uh, you get in people's cars and they drive you wherever you're going, and this is what she says next. She goes, "And if I ever find out that you've gotten in a stranger's car, now I am a grown ass adult, right? I've right. lived all over the world. I have children. Well, yeah. If I ever find out that you've gotten into a stranger's car, well, first thing I did, how do I get a Uber? I'm a Uber. <laughs> <laughs> that a on my out. BlackBerry, right? This is yeah. Weird. So, so I'm like, how do I get a Uber? So I figure out and I order my Uber and this is before they have like <laughs> the tracking and all the information, right? And so um, I order it and I get the notification that my Uber is here and I come out of the hotel and it is pouring rain, like not just a little bit. It is deluge of rain, like buckets, like it can only do in New York city and Florida at four o'clock yeah. every single afternoon. And so my car's there. I run out to it. I go to open the door and it's locked. And I was like, open the door, <gasps> open the door, open the door. So the guy unlocks the door. I did like slide in. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe the rain. Oh, this is amazing. How long have you been driving for Uber? And he goes, what's Uber? <laughs> Guess what? Cute. not an Uber driver, just a random person who had pulled up in front of me." The- oh my gosh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he thought I was being like chased by a gang and about to die. Oh no! Oh and my car was right behind him, so I got in that one. So <laughs> yeah. So like that's there you go. That's so not me. only did
1: you not get into the Uber car, you really did get into a stranger's car. Oh, you really did your mom <laughs> doozy that one.
2: Oh wow! So anyway, oh, wow. so innovation, entrepreneurship. The point is, is that everybody's doing it. You've got to get out of the pattern. Yes, and that's I preach that all the time. Like it's not, it's not innovative unless it's you're taking something and improving on it and yeah. and making it better for us. And listen, look at Uber, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Even in DC, they do something that's
1: different. So when you're commuting, you can take a bus, you can take a train, but you can also, oh, I forgot what it's called, where you can get in somebody else's car. They can use the commuter lanes.
2: it's, slugging. That's what it's slugging. slugging. Yes, slugging.
1: that's what it is. Yes. Slugging. And slugging was a term that dates back to the buses. They have slugging here, and you absolutely get into a stranger's car to commute. And so again, it is a different way of approaching an idea, right? In Okinawa, when I lived over there, they would have taxi cabs that you would call, but they would have two drivers, one that drove your car from the bar you were at, and if you've been drinking, they drove your car and they put other passengers in the other car. I'm thinking how innovative is that? It's not that it hasn't been done. It's how we do it. Right. And I absolutely love that innovation. Those new ideas that are applied to maybe ideas that have always been around. I've asked you a lot of questions. One of the questions I am going to ask you here before my last question is because you do so much, how do you take time to care for yourself and your
2: wellness? Okay. Number one, that is my worst subject outside of housekeeping. I'm really bad at both of them. That being said, I have embraced my adventurous spirit and I'm lucky to work for a company, the Duckville Group, that allows me to work from wherever I want Mm -hmm. in the world. So now that my kids are older, I'm single, they can stay home and I can go wherever I want. I have become a digital nomad. So I just spent three weeks in Costa Rica surfing two or three hours a day and working from the beach with monkeys, and it was amazing. I went to Canada and rode around Prince Edward Island. So 435 miles on my bike uh, and then worked during the day, which was super fun. I am, I'm thinking about going to Portugal in a couple of weeks to go to surf school and work from there. I'd like to do a couple of weeks in Bali. So for me, adventure, right? Like we've covered this, A plane ticket is all my whole heart needs to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> and I just oh, love yeah. it so much. I love adventure. I love doing stupid kind of crazy things. I've been looking at Machu Picchu. There's this really neat adventure tour that takes you. You go dirt biking. So I learned how to dirt bike not too long ago. Um, you wow. go dirt biking, whitewater rafting, whitewater kayaking. You hike to the top of Machu Picchu. There are a couple of other things. And so, like for me, if I can take nine days and go do literally every stupid thing that you could ever think of in one fell swoop like that's my perfect life. Oh. So that's what I do and I'm just in a place right now where I can do that. Yeah. Um and so I love that. Other than that, I am I'm a reader still always. I love CrossFit and boxing. Okay. I'm teaching myself how to skateboard and I subscribe to so here's where it really like here's a thing is I have to make myself do these things because I'm not super good at them. So I have a monthly subscription for a massage. I have a monthly subscription for a facial. I have my accountability buddies when it comes to working out and I keep that subscription. But what I found is I have to kind of commit to it and say like, okay, I have to do this every single month. And here are the things I'm going to do. That feels good to me.
1: I love that. Oh my gosh. And that is so important. So I'm glad that you're taking that opportunity to care for your wellness. So my last question for you is as we come to the close of the interview. If you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be?
2: Oh, I mean, I have so many words, right? Like there's so many of them. Like always remember that facetiously has all of the vowels in order, right? That's an important word. Oh wow! Them, yeah, that's amazing. That. Okay, so I have I have two. One is throw it in your bucket, bucket. Like I just have started saying it, right? Don't be afraid to just Throw it in your fucking bucket, bucket and do the thing. But the other thing, this comes from my great-grandfather, and it's something that I have lived my life by, sometimes better than others, but he used to say the answer is always no until you ask.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think
2: if, whether it's asking yourself or the universe or other people, unless you have the courage to ask the question, the answer is no. But sometimes you just have to look in the mirror and say, can you do this? And the answer is yes, absolutely. It is. Or you have to call up people and say, Hey, can you support me in this? I need to lean on your broad shoulders, or I need you to give me feedback, whatever it is. So don't be afraid to ask. So that's it. The answer is always new until you ask.
1: I love it. Thank you, April, for joining me on the core women podcast today.
2: This is so amazing. I'm so glad we got this time together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really excited to go watch some of the other women who have Uh, appeared on the podcast, I just know that I'm going to learn some absolutely incredible things. And I'm so proud of what you are doing, putting yourself out there, impacting people's lives every single day. Um, It makes me just absolutely happy to know you and you bring so much joy to my life. So
1: thank you so much. And for all of you out there, you can follow April Palmer on LinkedIn, on Twitter at my bucket bucket. And on IG at Hot Mess Boss and LinkedIn at April Plummer
0: and Hot Mess Boss. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit CoreWomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.